0: Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy and welcome into yet another video on my channel. In today's video, we are going to be touching on the week two running back start or sit decisions that you may have. On your roster, we are going to be talking about every single game that is going on this week on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. If you guys would like to see wide receiver starter sit decisions, that was the earlier video from today. I'm going to be doing tight ends as well as quarterbacks in tomorrow's videos before the Thursday night likely live stream that is going to happen. So if at any point in this video you end up enjoying, you end up having a great time, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship so I'd really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button down below now quickly before we get into the video I'd like to ask you guys to listen to a word from my friends my sponsor over at overlaydfs.com overlaydfs.com offers a new game titled the Matchup shop it is the easiest way to win money in the fantasy football daily fantasy sports industry it is so easy to understand pretty much all it is is betting player versus player on each of these matchup posted there's a million matchups here that you can go ahead and look at there's Thursday there's Sunday and there is Monday and the lines do move so understanding how the price works so you're getting minus two and a half on Nick Chubb so Nick Chubb, whatever point totally gets in fantasy football based upon the rules on the website, minus two and a half points. Jarvis Landry on the other side of it gets plus two and a half points. It is very simple to figure out. If you play fantasy football, you should be able to easily dominate on this website. So make sure you guys check it out, overlaydfs.com. i make videos every week showing you guys which players to pick so you guys can win that big moolah. So make sure you guys check it out, overlaydfs.com. We are back. Let's get right into the video. Week 2, start or sit decisions. We start here with the Thursday night football game, the Bengals at the Cleveland Browns, and you better believe it is bounce-back season for two out of three of these guys that are my start. Now, Kareem Hunt actually had a solid opening game last week up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, obviously that was a much tougher matchup than both of these running backs of the Browns face this week. The Cincinnati Bengals defense looks like some soft-serve ice cream out there. It's going to be easy for Nick Chubb to have a great game and a bounce-back game up against the Cincinnati Bengals. I would be very worried about Nick Chubb if he does not do good up against the Cincinnati Bengals in my opinion this should be a matchup that these players should be able to easily devour and eat like their Ezekiel Elliott eating cereal in the morning for Joe Mixon I think again this is going to be a bounce back scenario Joe Mixon got fed the rock last week up against the LA Chargers he just faced a very tough defense in the Chargers and I think we are really much in for a bounce back this week from Mixon as well as Big Dick Nicholas Chubb. I'm going to be sitting down Giovanni Bernard from the Cincinnati Bengals as long as Joe Mixon is healthy I see no reason to be starting Mr. Gio Bernard. Next game up here we got the Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys do have kind of two backs in there that technically you might say, oh, maybe you could play Tony Pollard, but to me, he's not very relevant at all unless Ezekiel Elliott was to get hurt, but Ezekiel Elliott is obviously a locked and loaded play week in and week out. That Falcons defense is very, very bad. We saw last week Chris Carson destroy them. I think this week we could see Ezekiel Elliott run an absolute train on the Atlanta Falcons defense, so he is going to be a start as well as Todd Gurley. Now, Todd Gurley, last week, Was worthy of a start because he scored a touchdown. But understand, you are going to be needing that touchdown... From the running back last week the Cowboys got fucked by Malcolm Brown and friends of the LA Rams so I think that we could see Todd Gurley have quite the good game as well but just understand that snap count is going to be very different the touch count I would say is going to be very different on a weekly basis before the season started uh, Dirk Cutter went out there offensive coordinator of the Falcons and said he's going to get between 15 and 25 touches a game they already lied because he only got 14 touches last game I would be surprised if he was under 15 or 14 for this game so I like Todd Gurley in this matchup up against the Dal-Ass Cowboys. Next game up here, we got the Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in this game, I'm going to be starting up Melvin Gordon. Now, I don't even like Melvin Gordon a lot for fantasy football this year, but this is a scenario where Philip Lindsay ends up getting hurt. So Melvin Gordon is going to be getting a lot of the touches, but be cautious. You have to be, because the Steelers defense destroyed the New York football Giants offensive line last week. One of the best running backs in the NFL, if not the best running back in the NFL, Saquon Barkley, got stuffed absolutely stuffed and put into a body bag last week up against the Steelers. So Melvin Gordon, I think, is a good start due to the fact that the Broncos' offensive line has to be better than the Giants. The Giants have one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and normally it doesn't matter because Saquon Barkley still eats, but in this case, I think Melvin Gordon should have a much better game, at least on the ground, than what we saw Mr. Uh, Saquon Barkley have last week. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to be starting up Benny Snell now. It seems like James Conner is going to miss between two and four weeks. I'm not sure if James Conner is going to rush himself back, do some fast and furious maneuvers to try to get back on the field. In that case, I'm not starting Conner or I'm not starting Snell either because what that tells me is Conner's likely going to go out there and fuck himself over and get hurt if he plays, and Snell will still play in the game, but I just wouldn't risk it. So if Conner plays, then don't start Connor, don't start Snell, but if Connor is out, Benny Snell to me is the locked and loaded handcuff for him. He got over 100 rushing yards on uh, Monday night against the New York Football Giants, so I think Benny Snell could definitely do it again if James Connor misses some time, obviously. Obviously, if James Connor isn't going to play, he would be a sit. Philip Lindsay also hurt, banged up. I highly doubt even plays on Sunday, and if he does, it will be in a much more limited role. It seemed like this offense really was a 50-50 split between Melvin Gordon and and Phillip Lindsay. It really seemed like once Gordon fumbled the ball, it was going to be Phillip Lindsay season, but then Phillip Lindsay obviously fucked that all up by getting hurt. Obviously, not something you can really blame the guy on, but those are my starts and sits for this game. Next game up on the docket, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, TB12 is looking for that bounce bike game up against the Panthers. Now, technically, both of these running backs could completely skull fuck the Panthers defense. The Panthers defense is no good. Josh Jacobs ran to train on them last Sunday but with that said which running back is it going to be Ronald Jones was very very involved last Sunday up against the New Orleans Saints whereas Leonard Fournette was kind of just cowering he wasn't really out there at all he was being Lenny clipboard because Uncle Lenny was holding the clipboard on the sideline telling others what to do so Leonard Fournette Not a start for me. Neither is Ronald Jones. But obviously, in this spot, if you have to start them, these are both very high upside plays for the week. Against the Panthers, I wouldn't be surprised if both of these guys put up huge games. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady just dismantles the Buck or the Panthers defense himself because he wants to redeem himself and look good. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's a start every single week. He could be playing up against the NFC All Star team, the AFC All-Star team, or the best NFL defense you've ever seen, and Christian McCaffrey would still get over 150 yards, so he's a locked and loaded start every single week and twice on Sunday. Next game here, we got my Miami Dolphins going up against the Buffalo Bills in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Now, I'm going to be starting up Devin Singletary and Zach Moss in this game. The Dolphins do have some tough, tough cornerbacks, so it may be like the Bills want to run the ball a lot more in this game. Now, I would not be surprised if both of these guys intertwined yin and yang style to completely fuck your team over. But at the end of the day, this matchup did look very good for running last week up against the New England Patriots. They ran pretty well up against the Dolphins defense. So I think that Devin Singletary and Zach Moss both could be startable. Now, obviously, the ideal would be to start Devin Singletary. He's clearly the one on the team, but they are going to be splitting. And if Zach Moss does end up scoring that touchdown, he may have been the one that you wanted to start on the week, I'm sitting down Miles Gaskin, Jordan Howard, and Matthew burita Dolphins running backs. Now, Jordan Howard is by far and away the goal line back on the team. It doesn't matter who they use to get there. Once they're like three feet away from scoring, they hand it to Jordan Howard. They'll hand it to him 12 times just so he can hop his way in the end zone. The guy is a wrecking ball like the one Miley Cyrus rode in the wrecking ball music video. He is very good at doing that, but Miles Gaskin seems to be much more involved than anyone in the right mind would have thought. Brian Flores just loves Miles Gaskin apparently, so i I would go ahead and pick up Miles Gaskin if he's available, and if you're in a really tough situation, I would start him, but I want to see this Dolphins kind of backfield break out over the next couple of weeks before I really make a decision on wanting to start one of these guys on any given week. Next matchup, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans, and as you guys know, if you've been watching the NFL for the last couple of years, Derrick Henry probably has a fucking tattoo on every single Jaguars defender's ass because he absolutely murders Murders like Carol Baskin murdered her husband type deal on the Tennessee Titans or on the Jacksonville Jaguars defense it didn't matter when the defense was one of the best defenses in the league Derrick Henry was running a train on him now with that defense that's super young sure last week they absolutely buttfucked Mr. Phillip Rivers but the running backs did look pretty good last week and I think Derrick Henry could have an explosive game up against the Jaguars and may end up finishing as the running back numero uno running back one on the week I'm going to be sitting down James Robinson and Chris Thompson and Divine Ozigbo in this game now James Robinson obviously would be the ideal start if you have to start a Jacksonville Jaguar running back. I actually think he's an okay start in this game, but that Titans defense does seem pretty, pretty strong this season. And against the running back, I would not really trust James Robinson, but he is going to be getting a lot of carries, so if you are in a deeper kind of league, I would start him. But besides that, I think I would much rather wait on James Robinson, but I definitely would still keep him on my bench. There's really no need to cut him. Chris Thompson was very involved early in the game, getting two quick checkdowns pretty much off the rip and then disappeared completely. So it doesn't seem like Thompson may be all that involved in this game. So I'd probably, honestly, either you stash him or you might just want to get rid of Chris Thompson at this point. Next game, the San Francisco 49ers at the New York Football Jets. Now the 49ers offense, the wide receiver core is absolutely injured. They just, they're just all chilling in that blue tent on the sideline. or They're all in the hospital together, sitting near each other. That's probably what it is because the wide receiver cores hurt. George Kittleme Timbers may be out as well. So, seems like this is going to be a running game. The Jets' defense sucks donkey dick, all right? They're not going to be able to stop. Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert ran a train on the Cardinals defense last week. Not even ran really because they it was really based off the one dump off where he just went like 70 yards or something crazy. He was running so fast up the sideline and it was beautiful. But against the New York Football Jets, Raheem Mostert definitely a locked and loaded start on the week. I don't love him for the rest of the season because I believe once Tevin Coleman is 100% healthy, once McKinnon is 100% healthy, it might seem like more of a split and it could be like that on a given week. But against the Jets I would definitely roll out Raheem Mostert. Jared McKinnon as well I feel like McKinnon is the clear number two there Coleman is the number three and up against the New York football Jets Jarek McKinnon could see some big involvement in this game I'm sitting down Tevin Coleman not really because I think Tevin Coleman's a bad player just based off how I feel he's going to be involved in This game and as overall his role on the team, I don't believe he's the t- running back two on the team. I think he's number three for the Jets. We have Frank Gore with a revenge game. Old man Frank Gore going up against his former team, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I think that Frank Gore might have a revenge game, but at the end of the day, do you really want to trust any motherfucker on the Jets? The answer is is no, you do not want to trust anyone on the Jets because the Jets team is no bueno. The Jets team is run by a complete and utter dumbass in Adam Gaze, so don't go ahead and roll Frank Gore out there. Josh Adams also down there. Could be available in your league, but I would not want to roll him out either for the New York football Jets. Next game up is the Vikings at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Phillip Rivers, I don't know what the fuck happened last week. I don't know how they lost to Gardner Minshew. Minshew went 19 for 20. Best QBR or passer rating, one of those metrics ever in the first game of the NFL season which is crazy. Gardner Minshew has a record. The Vikings at the Colts, both these teams took a fat L last Sunday, but Dalvin Cook did play quite well last week, as did Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Now with the injury to Marlon Mack, it seems like it's going to be JT and Naheem Hines, the 1-2 punch, the 1-2 Mayweather of the Indianapolis Colts offense. I love, love, love this matchup up against the Vikings defense. The Vikings defense is atrocious. Aaron Jones probably could have ran for 7,000 yards against the Vikings last week. Had Aaron Rodgers not have been in full-on pissed-off mode, full-on, you drafted my fucking backup. I'm going to put the Vikings in the dirt. So I think that uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines are going to be very involved in this game, and I like both of them. Dalvin Cook obviously drafted him in the first round. He's an insta lock. For your lineup, and I'm sitting down. Alexander Madison, unless Dalvin Cook was to get hurt, I don't think you should ever play Alexander Matisson in your lineup. Next game up here, we got the L.A. Rams at the Eagles. We got two teams that are just not the greatest teams, but at the end of the day, the Rams are one to know. They did defeat the Eagles. Friends, not even friends. Eagles rival, the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles got absolutely clapped on on. Sunday, from the Washington football team. The Washington football team devoured that offensive line, ate them up like Ezekiel Elliott eats fucking breakfast, destroyed them. They destroyed the line. They took Carson Wentz, and they just—they literally put him six feet under. They they got out the shovel. They they buried his ass six feet under, and he's still laying over there in Washington underneath there. I'm not sure if Carson's going to be able to get the game or be at the game if someone can even find him because if he's buried in the goddamn ground. I think the Rams' defense is going to be good in this game. With that said, Malcolm Brown's a start, but he's got the eh, because it's not the eh, like his name was, uh, what's that rapper? Name escapes me but you know who it is if you listen to any kind of rap music or the radio. Malcolm Brown, he's got the am because I'm not too sure about who the starting running back is on this team. Like what if Darrell Henderson's healthy? What if it's just a 30-30 or 33.33 split between the three guys? What happens? For now, Malcolm Brown butt fucked the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm more inclined to trust him. I do trust Akers as well. Don't really trust Darrell Henderson. This is a very, very confusing situation here. If anything, I would advise you start no one. But Malcolm Brown seems like the guy right now for the LA Rams. Now for the Eagles, Miles Sanders practiced in full today as I'm recording this on Wednesday. So it seems like he's going to be playing on Sunday, which would be good because they were clearly missing Miles Sanders on Sunday. They clearly looked right past the schedule that said Washington football team. Now, I understand their name is Washington football team, so you probably just looked straight past it. But in reality... Shouldn't have done that because the Washington football team devoured them without Miles Sanders. Now Miles Sanders is going to be here. He should have a solid game up against the Rams, so I'm going to go ahead and start him. Sitting down Cameron Akers, Darrell Henderson, and Boston Scott, who might have been the biggest disappointment of Week 1 because so many people believed in Boston Scott, including myself. Seems like the perfect situation up against the Washington football team for Boston Scott to break out, put an amazing game up because Miles Sanders wasn't there. Turned out he just did not have it in him on Sunday next game we got the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Cheesehead motherfuckers the Packers I'm going to be starting A.A. Ron Jones in this game he's a locked and loaded start every single week the Lions defense does not seem very good Aaron Jones is very good for the Lions I would start Adrian Peterson I didn't even put the A next to his name but there is one but for some reason this guy is just bound like bound to by Kanye West to run for 100 yards every game He just is. This guy's so old and just manages to put up 100-plus yards every game. I don't get it at all. I really don't. And until he gets hurt or until Carrion gets hurt, I'm not sure I'm comfortable starting DeAndre Swift. Swift dropped a wide-open touchdown in the end zone. I probably could not have caught that ball but he should have been able to considering he's in the NFL. Now, I'm not going to get pissed off at him. He was a rookie, probably had the jitters in him, saw the ball coming, probably took a shit straight in his pants like Steven Gostowski trying to kick a field goal the other night up against the Denver Broncos. But with that said, I'm sitting down swift, sitting down carry on, and if I had to start someone in a pitch, it would be Adrian Peterson, but don't expect anything over like 11 points in my opinion for Adrian Peterson. I am going to be sitting down other Packers running backs, A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams. Seems like Aaron Jones is by far and away the clear back on the team Regardless of what Mr. Matt LeFleur, that French motherfucker, says, doesn't seem to matter. Because he'll say, It is going to be running back by committee. That that was not even a good French accent. Very nice. I do a better Borat accent. But yeah, it's not gonna be running back by committee. Mr. Matt LeFleur, it's just not going to be. It's Aaron Jones season, week in and week out. And if you guys have enjoyed the notorious fantasy season, everything that I've talked about, if you've had a great time, we're like 15 minutes in here, maybe even longer you probably have enjoyed because you made it this far. If you're new, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I would really personally appreciate that. Now into the next game, the Giants at the Chicago Bears. The Bears got absolutely so lucky with DeAndre Swift dropping that touchdown. Teddy's Trubisky comes in late in the fourth quarter and just eviscerates them. The Detroit Lions coaching is so poor, they kept running the ball. They should have just thrown it a bunch of times with Stafford. In reality, they were trying not to lose. They were not trying to win, so they lost the game. The Giants got destroyed by Big Ben. That defense eviscerated Saquon Barkley. But with that said, you have to start Saquon Barkley because even with him getting like six or seven rushing yards in the game, Saquon Barkley still got over 12 fantasy points because he gets so many dump-offs in every single game. So Saquon Barkley is a locked and loaded start Every single week. Now, may or may not have said David Johnson on the screen, but I meant David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears. Last week, coming in banged up. Put up a solid game. This week, up against the Giants' defense, he is going to go to town on that ass. He's going to be slapping him. He's going to be riding that shit It's going to be beautiful. David Montgomery, it's comeback season for David Montgomery. They doubted you. They hated you. They said you weren't shit last year. Now, the only reason why, in my opinion, David Montgomery might have a bad game is if he is still hurt. If he's not still 100%, that could be why. He kind of rushed back, in my opinion. I thought maybe he'd miss the first two, three games of the season, but he rushed back to be there week one. Hopefully against the Giants, we see him more involved. And when David Montgomery is involved, I just feel like Tariq Cohen is pretty much useless for your fantasy lineup unless you are obviously in a league that gets like three points per uh, reception to running backs named Tariq Cohen. Next game here, we got the Chiefs at the Chargers, the 425 or 405 slate of games. Obviously, you're starting CEH. C-H went to town against the Houston Texans. He's the rookie running back, the rookie phenom, the man drafted inside of the first round of fantasy drafts and the NFL draft going up against the Chargers defense. Sure, it is a tougher matchup. We did end up seeing Mixon get locked up there, but unlike Joe Mixon, we're going to see a quarterback who knows how to dump the fucking ball off to the guy that is the most talented player on your team, likely in CH. Now, CH isn't necessarily the most talented player on the team because they do have Patrick Mahomes, who probably is the most talented player. They have Tyree Kill's, a very talented player, and Travis Kelsey, who's a very talented player, and Sammy Watkins, who's a very talented player week one and in the Super Bowl. But with that said, I'm firing up CEH. I'm firing up Austin Eckler. I'm going to do it again until he kills me, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you, fool me three times, can't get fooled again, Austin Eckler is going to go ham against the against the Chiefs, I just believe it, David Johnson did good against the Chiefs, why couldn't Austin Eckler, they're gonna feed him the fucking rock, they're going to pass him the ball, because Anthony Lynn has to realize that you have to get Austin Eckler involved, no matter how dumb Tarod fucking Taylor is, gotta get Eckler the ball, Eckler's your playmaker. He's standing five fucking feet away from you, and you can't throw him the ball to Rod Taylor? Are you fucking kidding me? Dump the ball off to the guy standing next to you. Throw the ball to the best player on your goddamn team and maybe just maybe you won't have to rely on brandy bullock to miss a field goal for you to win the game give it to austin eckler i believe they do i believe austin eckler silences the truthers hits him with the touchdown while he's running in there he's gonna go shh shh," like he's your fucking librarian in fifth grade austin eckler is gonna tear it up on sunday in my opinion he may not but I hope he does. I'm be sitting down Joshua Kelly because if Justin Jackson is going to be playing, I don't think this role is completely defined for it to be Joshua Kelly season as the goal line back, as the guy to spell Austin Eckler to fuck Austin Eckler over. I think that Justin Jackson will be involved, so I'm not too keen on Joshua kelly next game up here we got the washington football team at the arizona cardinals two teams that performed upsets on sunday i like Kenyon drake in this game the washington football team's front seven is dangerous chase young is a scary individual uh, even with that tough defense that he's going to be going up against, or at least the tough front seven, I think Kenyon Drake is still going to be able to get it done. Did it against the 49ers defense last week. I'm sure he can do it again, especially since he's involved in the pass-catching game for the team. Team Chase Edmonds in deeper leagues also is a guy that I would kind of be willing to start since him and uh, Drake are pretty both pretty involved in the offense now. Of the Washington football team's running backs, I would start Peyton Barber, but that's in a super deep league because I wouldn't be surprised if J.D. McKissick ran for 7,000 yards on Sunday against the Cardinals. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Antonio Gibson. I wouldn't be surprised if Adrian Peterson flew in from the Lions and ran for a 1,000 yards on the fucking Cardinals. I just have no idea. I don't understand this backfield. Riverboat Ron makes no sense. Name J.D. McKissick the starter, the number one guy in the depth chart. Peyton Barber, the guy that's listed like fifth, comes in there and murders the Eagles. I don't understand it. I'd probably sit all of them if I'm being honest with you, but in a deeper league, I guess Peyton Barber would be the luck. Next game up here, the final game of the uh, midday Sunday slate is the Ravens at the Houston Texans and David Johnson did it last week. He did it last week. I told you guys David Johnson wasn't that washed up. Now, I'm not going to take a victory lap. I kind of did because this guy's injury prone. He will inevitably get hurt. Knock on wood. Let's hope it doesn't happen. But he will inevitably probably get hurt. But against the Ravens, this is a tough defense. I understand, but I'm still rolling them out there. I still believe that Bill O'Brien and his butt chin are going to roll out David Johnson enough times for him to be viable in this game. I'm not predicting running back one production. I think he's more of a middling running bike two on the week. But with that said, that's still solid. Now, the Ravens are an absolute shit show. Not of a team, but a shit show in the running back room, because Mark Ingram, man, that matchup for the Cleveland Browns, he should have went in there and went to town. He should have destroyed them. And what happened? He got the ball, like, five times, had, like, two fantasy points. How does that happen? And then J.K. Dobbins is super involved, so I don't know what to do. Do I start Dobbins? I feel like no. No even though he could probably have a great game, I don't know what to do, so I probably wouldn't start him, probably wouldn't start Ingram, I'd probably just let it wait another week, and then really figure out my decision, I think the guy will be Dobbins in this game, I really do, but I just don't feel confident enough telling you to start Dobbins, since he could completely shit the bed, and take a shit straight on you, like he was Odell Beckham Jr.'s girlfriend, that joke never gets old, man, I can't believe that even came out, I don't even think it's true, to be honest with you, still funny, Duke Johnson, injured doesn't seem like he's gonna play, so that makes David Johnson even better, and that makes Mr. Duke Duke Johnson a sit. Next game here, we got the Sunday night game, the Patriots at the Seattle Seahawks. Now, in this game, I'm not sure if this is going to be a let Russ cook moment again. Last week, we saw Russell Wilson really go balls to the wall, blades of glory style, all over the Falcons. He destroyed them. He played very, very well. That might have been the most passes I've seen Russ throw in a while. Now, against the Patriots, do they try to run the ball more? Do they try to play more kind of tactical tactically, I would say, against the Patriots. Considering the Falcons' defense is not very good, the Patriots don't have a very good defense, but they do have Bill Belichick, who just coaches these guys who are not very good, to be pretty good. So, I think Chris Carson is going to have a good game again. He did play quite well last week against the Falcons, just wasn't getting as many touches as some may have liked. I liked him this week against the New England Deflatriots. For James White, if he's healthy now, he would have probably played much better had he not have been banged up. He entered and exited the game multiple times on Sunday, so very unclear why the fuck he kept getting hurt his leg was kind of wobbly so I don't know I think if he plays he's a fine start obviously as a flex for me I'm sitting down Sony Michelle and JJ Taylor this this offense is so confusing for the running back scenario it seems like White's gonna get touches Michelle's gonna get touches Michelle's probably the goal line back just seems like he is. So if you start, Michelle, you're kind of hoping for a touchdown. Rex Burkhead's involved. There's so many guys in that backfield that are involved. So I would just go ahead and look for James White if you're going to start anyone on the New England Patriots. And now on to the Monday night special. We have the New Orleans Saints at the Las Vegas Raiders. And Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs both had pretty solid games in week numero one. Obviously, the Saints are likely going to be without Mr. Michael Thomas for this game. Seems like he may miss some time, maybe three weeks. I read... Not necessarily, don't fucking put that on me. He may miss less time, may miss more time, but he's gonna miss some games. Seems like Alvin Kamara is gonna be a locked and loaded start up against the Raiders. The Raiders don't have a good defense at all. Christian McCaffrey played quite well against them last week. Alvin Kamara, another one of those really talented backs, should have a great game. Josh Jacobs does look like he could have a good game here. It seemed like if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to commit to the run game, um, Rojo or Fournette probably could have had a great game. And Josh Jacobs had an excellent game last week up against the Carolina Panthers. So I feel like Josh. Jacobs can really definitely get it done this week again and it seems like he was much more involved in the pass catching game like I kind of thought would happen this season so Josh Jacobs a locked and loaded start on a week-to-week basis so I'm gonna be sitting down Latavius Murray he did get a lot of work last week now why was that is that because Kamara's kind of banged up he had to get that shot like in his spine is he super banged up maybe maybe but he's going to be the one mostly involved. So I'd sit down Latavius Murray until there's a scenario where Alvin Kamara is out. And then in that case, Latavius Murray is like a locked and loaded top five running back just based off of volume strictly. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you did end up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you guys. It means a so much to me, the amount of growth we have seen. We're trying to look for 8,000 subscribers by kickoff tomorrow. Maybe it's possible. Actually, no, no, 8,000 subscribers probably by the end of the week would be the goal, 1 million views by the end of tomorrow is the goal, we're approaching there, we're like 20,000 views away, I'd really appreciate this, that if you guys just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, because it helps my video go up in the algorithm, so that more people can see it, and more people just like you guys can subscribe, check out Overlay DFS as well, I love those guys, I'd really appreciate it if you did that as well, I love you all, and I can't wait to see you motherfuckers tomorrow, with some more bangers of videos, I love you all, as always, stay safe, good boy.